Hey, this is Derwin from the Derwin Lester Show, and with me today is an old friend from the long, long ago, pre-COVID times, named Sean. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, how you doing, man? Oh, so good to see you again. I see you like once every three years now, whenever we randomly bump into each other. And uh, before we get into your fantastic toy collection, of which I am deviously jealous, and your amazing jumpsuit, in a previous life, you wore a different uniform. You wore an army uniform. When did you enlist? How old were you? Let's start there. Uh, I was 2009, and I would have been 26. So okay. I, I joined late. Uh, 26 is pretty old to be going in. You're not the youngest guy there, no. No. No, not the youngest, but thankfully I wasn't the oldest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in for six years, and then my unit was getting ready to gear up to start for the next deployment, and my wife said, no way. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. <laughs> she stuck around for one, huh? Yeah. Not not a bad deal. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, what did you do in the in the Army? I was unit supply. Nice! I did that for like two years before I was a medic. That's great. That's fun. Yeah, um, and I was active duty in Fort Gordon as, as a, I had a, I was an E2 and I ran my own supply shop on rear detachment, which meant I locked all the doors and slept most of the day until the first sergeant pounded on the doors and then I woke up and gave him shit. Um, so you did Kuwait once, right? You went to Kuwait? Is that right? Yep. Uh, what part of Kuwait were you at? Camp Arif John. Got to spend a year there. Nice. It was uh, comparatively to what I've heard from other places. I had an excellent uh, deployment. Boring is good. Consistent. You hit that kind of fob at rhythm, right? That's what I had. I mean, I was in Iraq, but I might as well have been in Kuwait for as exciting as my time was. Like it was, you know, you had that sort of nine to five fobbit rhythm every day is the same you work out with the same people it was kind of like lockdown in march of 2020 i'm like oh i've done this already <laughs> i hate it well i was lucky since i was supply uh i was in a uh supply for finance company and we had detachments at three other locations in kuwait so i was one of the uh few people that got to actually go from base to base Oh, that's cool. You weren't, like, stuck in one spot. Yeah, I actually got to go see the country. It was it was cool. That's great. Was there any, like, cool parts that you remember that kind of stick out in your memory? Uh, it was very dirty and yeah. uh, a lot of blown up and uh, uh, flamed out cars on the sides of the roads. They just, they don't care, or they didn't. Not a good AAA over there. No, no. They just, you know what? Hey, man, got no Iraq. Hey, I got oil money. I'll get another one. It's cool. <laughs> Back from whence it came. Um, I think my favorite part of Kuwait, we flew through there a few times, and there was a Chinese restaurant in one of the places. It was so long ago. I don't remember which base it was. I just remember stumbling upon it when I was looking for the PX. Um, so you did your six, and then the wife said, uh, we're going to wrap this up, which – 
I get. Um, I got out because, you know, my platoon sergeant called me and he's like, hey, they want to kick you out because your knees suck. Do you want to fight it? And I was like, Jesus, God in heaven, no. Like, <laughs> it's been 13 years. We could wrap this up. That's great. Yeah. Um, you are a Ghostbuster. And, and I'd love to, to learn so much more about that. Circle City Ghostbuster. Circle City Ghostbuster. So let's start at the beginning there. What was your first interaction with the Ghostbusters franchise? Like, what 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 hooked you? Uh, it was I, I like I like dressing up. Uh, I liked uh, you know playing Ghostbuster, and so I was just kind of searching for uh, like minded people in my area, and I came across the Circle City Ghostbusters, and uh, they go out and uh, we go out and raise money for char- different charities, and you know show up as Ghostbusters, as ourselves, and it's a lot of fun. When did you join, when did you enlist with the Ghostbusters? Right before COVID, 2019. (laughs) 2019. I've been in there for three years now. That's cool. (laughs) But, you know, we had about two years where nothing happened. (laughs) So you had like two years of like Zoom meetings and then a year of doing stuff. Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um... Were you big into Ghostbusters when you were a kid? Did you, like, write fan fiction? Were you one of those guys? Uh, I was obsessed with the cartoon. And yeah. I got a, a big monument to <laughs> the, the 1980s Kenner line. <laughs> what is your favorite piece there? Uh, my favorite is actually... Egon Spangler, which I had signed by the man who voiced the character, Maurice LaMarche. Oh, in the package. Yeah. Oh, he's still in the package. And uh, so Maurice LaMarche, if you haven't heard of him, he voiced Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. You may know that's that. where I heard that name before. Yes. So that's pretty cool. When did your collection start? Uh, probably about six, seven years, six, no, eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't, uh, as, as a younger guy, you don't have much means. So I wasn't able to, uh, spend as much money. And, um, one day I was just like, you know what? I need to get the, uh, the Lego firehouse because it came out and that was kind of like my beginning. And then I got like one Funko pop and, now I have a whole <laughs> corner of the house. You have a Toys R Us in your background. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's fun. It you know, gives me something to do. And the toy hunts are the, are, are the most fun. Is, uh, you know, when new stuff comes out. Yeah. At this store or this store or this store. And, you know, that must nerds do. So when the new movie came out a few years ago, that must have just, that must have been really cool. Oh, it just lit everything on fire. It was amazing. Yeah. It, and it the movie was amazing. And it was just, yeah. I mean, I have probably 40% of the stuff I have is like afterlife related. Really? This came out with so much stuff. And I just kind of became obsessed with the idea that I had to have every single little thing that they came out with. I love that so much. That's great. Um, what's What sparked with you and Ghostbusters Afterlife? Uh, it was just that uh, they, they brought back all the original guys, so it was a continuation. Uh, yeah. 
it's kind of a trilogy thing and, and bringing it all back uh, and starting off with the new generation, which is great because my, my son is, he, I got, I built him a proton pack too, uh, and he's got a flight suit. And so he does events with me now and then. And that is for our listeners at home. That's where I ran into you last was at the Indianapolis Fair, Indiana State Fairgrounds. And you were in front of the Ghostbusters car. What's it called again? And Ecto-1. Ecto-1. And just like your kid was there and the whole crew was there. And I'm sitting there talking to you. And this little boy who couldn't have been more than 10, probably five. I don't know. I don't have kids. Was just sees you in... You would have thought you were Father Christmas, the way his eyes lit up. He goes, oh, my God, I've seen both of your movies, one and two. And and I politely excused myself, like, oh, he's on the clock. I better leave him alone. He's a very important guy. Does this happen a lot for you? Like, is it, like, do, do, are, do kids treat you like Ghostbuster Santa? Yeah, it's it's so much fun. The, the kids are a big reason why why I do it and a lot of the other guys do it is you know the adults you get like you know hey man respect you know yeah all and you know admiration of the equipment but kids you know you can fall into character and stay into character the whole time you're you're talking to them and just be like yeah i'm a real ghostbuster yeah i have one in this trap right here i, I caught him mm-hmm. up there so i'm just hanging out and, you know i started just going in to just talking about all sorts of you know the psychokinetic energy and the bka surge and slime and it's fun it was so adorable when I saw it. I, I'm like, oh, that's got to be like dressing up like Santa Claus. Um, so out of the original four, who's your favorite? Egon. Always oh, clearly. Harold Ramis. Yeah, yeah clearly. He's the man. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's quiet, but you kind of see how he runs everything in the background. Yeah, he he's the smartest guy in the room, but yet he also has the best sense of humor in the room. His wry, the character's wry sense of humor is just amazing. When I was younger, I was more into Vankman yep. because Bill Murray, right? Oh, of course. And because, you know, you're 22, 23, you're like, oh, I just want to meet girls and be funny and stuff. And then as you get older, you're like, oh. He's kind of the same guy forever, but Egon evolves, and Egon's just he, – he's kind of a grounded Doctor Who figure because especially in Ghostbusters Afterlife, he takes, the, he takes the whole party to Oklahoma, and he's trying to stop, like, a multidimensional, like, portal, like Zool coming back through Oklahoma, right? Yeah. And so that uh, always endeared him to me. And, you know, I always like smart, nerdy guys anyway because I would make friends with them in class – much like Vankman would, and be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna like have you teach me how to do things." Yep. So kind let's bring up coattails there. What's that? Kind of ride the coattails there. Oh, oh, oh! That's how I got a C plus through college. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's bring it back to the Circle City Ghostbusters, because uh, I'm so curious. How did that organization start? I just started with a couple of guys. Um, Are you a founding member? member am i no yeah. yeah no i'm we have a guy who's actually been suiting up for almost 20 years wow yeah um but the average is probably about six to eight years okay guys. so they 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 were around before it came back with the 2016 movie 
um, I'm very fortunate because their 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 packs are like Frankenstein's. They didn't back then. They didn't have any kids. There wasn't so many people making parts props. So theirs were real like gritty homemade stuff. And mine is just this beautiful kit that someone made, and then I got to put it all together. And... Can you can you bring it on camera? Oh, oh, oh look at that! <laughs> yep, I got my little uh, my little mini puffs hanging out. He always comes with me. Oh, man. So, wow. Uh, this weighs a little over 35 pounds. Really? Yeah. That's quite the rock. Oh, yeah. So it's reminiscent of uh, rocking around Fort Benning. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I do, uh, whenever I do uh, Comic-Con with this. <laughs> you know, and then these things don't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I always have to have a, a, a handkerchief or something just to just wipe all the sweat off. Hydrate. <laughs> yeah. You ever, you ever think, ah, I'm still a young guy, and then you do stuff like that, you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have a blast doing it. Yeah. Until I get home and I take the boots off, and it's just like, oh, my God, my knees. <laughs> And that's why the Ghostbuster drinks so much. <laughs> Just drinking, chain smoking, eating nothing but Chinese takeout. Um, yeah, no. I. Um, so with the Circle City Ghostbusters, you guys made a fan film. Yes. What's, Stranger Things in the Neighborhood. Go into that. What is, I mean... I'm guessing it's the Stranger Things, the, the Netflix show Ghostbusters mashup, where like you guys go to Hawkins to investigate whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah. So the team goes to Hawkins. Uh, the story goes: the team goes to Hawkins to uh, investigate a missing child, just like season one of uh, uh, Stranger Things. Uh, so they meet up and talk with the the, the police chief. It says, "Okay, this is where it happened." Uh, then. We uh, open up a interdimensional portal uh, to go to the the upside down the you know the universe and uh, fight the demogorgons and <laughs> blow it up and and then at the end there's a little uh, kind of cliffhanger leading that'll lead us into the next fan film that we're uh, working on. What's uh, what stage of production is the next fan film at? Uh, it's written and right now. Props and costumes are being made. Okay. If you ever need a background extra to like smear like ketchup on his face or something, I'm in. I, I have no shame and I enjoy embarrassing myself and everyone around me. So I love it. I'll keep you in mind because uh yeah, we might. If you want to <laughs> pretend to be a uh some sort of a gozer worshiper, I'm not say we're not doing gozer, but you know, oh Oh, I, I I grew up very close to the Pentecostal church, so I can I can handle that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> All right, man. Um, what was your part in Stranger Things in the Neighborhood? Unfortunately, that was being made when I was newer to the group, so it already been written and decided who's going to play what and who's going to be in it. So I just helped with the the lighting and uh, just background stuff. You know. Well, that's still pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun you got to be on a movie set, man. I've never done that. Yeah, unfortunately, well, I mean, it's you know, we got a guy who, one of our members, Mike Culver, he actually is employed by NFL Films, and 
some show. I don't know. He's got like professional camera experience. So he's our, he's our camera guy. Okay. He edited the movie and everything. And, um, days of the dead convention that was earlier this year in Indianapolis, we were, they had a fan, um, film festival on our film was there and we were nominated for an award. Uh, fortunately didn't get it, but it was just fun to be nominated. There you go. That's still pretty cool. Um, I did lighting myself at the Fort Gordon dinner theater when I was stationed in Augusta, Georgia, I was 20 and I was basically trying to get out of the barracks and talk to actor ladies and I failed, but that's fine. (laughs) But you're 20, who cares? Um, let me ask you about this. Several years ago, there was a controversial Ghostbusters reboot. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on that, sir? I I was over the moon when it was announced. Just just tickled because I'm just a, I'm a I'm a fan of the whole franchise. You know the original movies, the the cartoons, the yeah. comics, all the above. It was just nice to see it again. Um. Unfortunately, some of the comedy didn't really land with me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought their take on the special effects and, and the different way that they had the ghosts, it, I, I still love it. It looked really cool. It, Yeah, like, I watched that movie, and I'm like, well, this isn't made for me. But, you know, it looks fun. Like, um, oh, there's, pro- there's probably somebody who will enjoy this, but it's just not me, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's funny, in the Ghostbusters fandom world, there's constant fighting about it. Yeah. Good movie, and it's it's funny. Star Trek is much the same. Um, whenever there is a new Star Trek, everyone hates it and says, oh, why can't we have the old one? When I was a teenager, they were up to uh, a show called Star Trek Enterprise starring Scott Bakula, who was the Quantum Leap guy love it and yeah i loved it you know it's i mean it's star trek it's people it's hot people in space hooking up and killing klingons like what more do you want yeah and uh you would have thought that they were i don't know committing sacrilege against the pope or something they were so what are they supposed to do drag william shatner and be like here play kirk again he's 93 he's busy going into space with jeff bezos and stuff (laughs) And when the new stuff came out, I heard a lot of the similar things then that I heard when I was a kid. Same with Star Wars, because you and I are approximately the same age. And you remember when the prequels came out. You were probably a teenager when the prequels came out, right? Yeah, that was 99. I was in high school. Yeah. And so I was 12 13 right the perfect target demographic to enjoy jar jar Binks. that's about the sweet spot and i heard people talk about the prequels and how they're terrible and now you hear the sequel trilogy and everyone's like oh my god it's terrible bring back george lucas and the prequels and i'm like it's muppets and wizards in space with laser swords guys don't think too much into it Uh, it's you just got to look at it as enjoyment, man. Yeah. It, nothing's going ever going to be the same as the original. Yeah. And, and the sooner people can figure that out, the sooner they're going to just enjoy the new stuff. You know? Yeah. And I'm, and what I liked about Ghostbusters Afterlife was how they kind of did what The Force Awakens did with Star Wars, 
where they had the original cast, but they kind of hand the baton off to like the new up and coming kids. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I got one more question for you. One more ghostbuster thing. In 2009, there was a video game mm-hmm. that had all of the original cast. And before Harold Ramis passed, he was there too. Did you play the game? Have you seen all the... Because it, it was before Afterlife came out. It was considered the unofficial third entry in the Ghostbusters trilogy. So what are your thoughts on the video game? Video game was phenomenal. Uh, funny story. I was actually in AIT at Fort Lee when it came out. Oh, really? My mom sent it to me for my birthday. Nice. So in, in the, uh, you know, in the rec room there, because it was AIT, it wasn't as crazy as basic. Uh, sure. There was a PlayStation and I was able to play it there. And it was just, it was amazing. Uh, and then a couple of years, a few years ago, they remastered it for PS4 and an Xbox One and had to buy it for both systems all over again. Play it all over again. It's it's phenomenal. It's even though it's not canon, yeah. it always kind of be the third Ghostbusters to me because we never got Harold Ramis for a third one. Yeah, kind of like you know, it, it's canon in your heart. I I get that. Um, how does it feel living out your childhood dreams in real life now? I I because I see this 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 boyhood fantasy of a Ghostbusters toy chest behind you. You're, you're wearing a uniform. You go, you are a Ghostbuster to children all over Indiana. And your son is an apprentice in the Ghostbuster program. How does that feel to be living your dream, sir? It's, it's amazing. I, you know, I think about it and it's like, even today, I, when I, when I put my, when I turn on the proton pack and the, you know, I, got the sounds every single time it gets me just the and you know it, it it really is living my boyhood fantasies because you know i did it as trick for trick-or-treating then uh back then you know with like homemade costumes and stuff and now i'm i'm building screen accurate prop replicas and you know and then all this it, it you know it kind of feels silly but at the same time hey man People collect all sorts of weird stuff. I love this. And I take a lot of it out of the box because I don't see myself ever purging it uh, or having to have to, knock on wood. You know, it's just, it's like putting art in your house. Exactly. It's It's like putting art in your house. Yeah. Um, And I think we'll end there uh, for the Derwin Lester show. This is Derwin, and I will see you next Monday morning at 0700. It was exactly one month after I got to Iraq. Passed the PT test today. Um, not by a whole lot. Always a proud moment with every milestone I have. The things I've seen... The hijinks that ensue. No! I can't believe it.
All of the toilet paper's gone. 